We're going to take a break from our uh, s- uh, study through the book of Ephesians today because it's Thanksgiving, so we might as well talk about being thankful. It is a big and important part of the scriptures, as we will see. Now, I don't know how much time you spend. Um, oh, I should mention, uh, we're starting something a little new here. Um, if you have any questions about this sermon or just questions about Christianity or life in general, you can send your questions into questions at junctionchurch.com, and then every Sunday before my sermon, we're going to spend some time just answering some of your questions, and if some of those questions are bigger, we may actually end up doing a message or two or a series out of them, and so, yeah, if there's any questions come up with this sermon, or you just have questions like, you've always wondered this about Jesus or Christianity or tough questions or whatever that might be, uh, you can send your questions to questions at junctionchurch.com, and I think next week that should be in the bulletin. All right, I'm not sure if you've ever wondered what, about the will of God. Um, I know a lot of people are like, always wonder, like, what is God's will for my life? Uh, what is God's will in this situation? People are always wondering, you know, how do we figure out the will of God? Well, that could be a whole other message, but part of the answer to that question is actually found in the text that Chris read in the theme for our uh, service today, and that is this. First, uh, First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The part of God's will for your life is to be someone who is filled with thanksgiving. Uh, And if you can't figure out God's will, then then start here. Uh, Learn to be a thankful person. In fact, the idea of being thankful and Christian is so closely related in the Bible that they're almost uh, synonymous with each other. That we are called to be thankful. We're called to be people who are filled with gratitude. And uh, here's just a couple definitions uh, out there on what it means to, uh, what it means to be uh, th- thankful or to be filled with gratitude. It's, it's a felt sense of wonder. It's thankfulness and appreciation for life. It is savoring. It is not taking things for granted. It is appreciation. It is looking at the bright side of a setback. It is fathoming uh, abundance. It is thanking someone in your life. It is thanking God. It is counting blessings. Now, does that describe you this morning? Uh, That you're filled with gratitude, that you are are, are a thankful person this morning. Uh, And maybe it would be best if maybe you had someone else answer that question for you. Do people in your family, when they look at you, would say, you know, that person's really a thankful person. They're really someone who's just filled with gratitude at all times. Because this is what actually we're called to, and uh, there are zillions of verses in the Bible that talk about this, but here's just a couple. Uh, Paul says, be thankful. Uh, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. And over and over and over again, Jesus calls us to be a thankful people. Uh, Colossians 4 says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Uh, Psalm 95 says, let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. And we know under New Testament reality that we're always in His presence because of what Jesus has done. And therefore, we're always to be in His presence and in life with thankful hearts. And are you thankful this morning? 
I mean, as I, as I put this message together, it was actually uh, quite convicting because it, it just, I, I think, reminded us that we're not, we don't do very well this as a society. I mean, we're not the most thankful culture. Uh, we, we sometimes fail to see how we can be thankful in, in uh, some of the little things. And Jesus told a story once about being thankful. He said, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And of course, this is us all the time. And Jesus, help me. I need this. And would you step in? And would you help me? I'm in trouble. And or whatever it might be as we call out to Jesus. And, and graciously, Jesus steps in. And sometimes he answers our prayers. And then one of them, while he uh, saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And there's a lot of uh, insight in that. We think that it was the Samaritan who came back. But there's only one out of the ten. And I think that describes very well sort of our Western culture. I mean, uh, I mean, God does so many things in your life, yet we miss it. And even when we're struggling, sometimes we th- I was like, I, maybe you're here, like, I have nothing to be thankful for, and my life just actually just sucks. Sometimes we need to be thankful for even the small things, and, and we're going to watch a couple little video clips in this message, and now I'll show one now from Igniter Media there.
I don't know about you, but sometimes that describes me, you know. <laughs> Again, we uh, struggle, I think, as a Western culture to uh, be really thankful in life. And here's just a couple, uh, this is one of the things that really uh, stuck out to me this week, was this question. What if you woke up today with only the things you thank God for yesterday? It's a good question. It's a convicting question. Uh, how many things do we actually just take for granted? Uh, when, I, when I was thinking, I was like, I wouldn't actually wake up f- with much. <laughs> uh, we struggle as a culture, and here's uh, some of the reasons why. Once we, we all struggle with a sense of entitlement. Uh, just by the fact that we are, are rich in this culture, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter if you couldn't pay your rent this week or didn't have enough food on your table. Compared to the rest of the world, we are incredibly rich. And just by the nature of us being rich, it just it, it causes us to have a sense of entitlement. As one Berkeley professor put it this way, he said, there is something about wealth that gives rise to a sense of entitlement, a sense that one deserves more good things in life than others, which in turn gives rise to an increased and or inflated sense of self-importance, vanity, grandiosity, and omnipotence. And, and we just tend to walk this culture like, I just deserve this, or you know, I, I should just get this, because we're, we're just so used to all this stuff that we tend not to be thankful for the things that we actually have. Second, we live in a bigger and better culture. It's, it's always, you need bigger and you need better, you need newer. Uh, sorry, your cell phone's too old. What about this newer one? You get the new one, then there's a new one out there, and you're never happy with what you have because there's something bigger and better out there. And you look at your neighbors, and you look at what they have, and, and it causes us not to be help, uh, happy with what we have. As one Greek philosopher put it, he said, do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not, remembering that what you now have was once among the things you only hoped for. And and, and technology is moving so fast that sometimes we just we get something, we're happy for a minute, a minute, and then we're not happy because technology is moving, or we just fail to be thankful for just how amazing things really are. And there's a funny clip, and maybe some of you have seen it, of uh, comedian Louis C.K. Uh, on uh, the O'Brien O'Connor show, or Conan O'Brien show, and I want to show that because I think he gets this, that he talks about how everything is amazing, but no one is happy. Yeah, but he has to call the president. 
Uh, <coughs> but sadly, that's us <laughs> in many ways, which is interesting because uh, the Bible actually says uh, we're to do everything without complaining and arguing. Uh, but the reality is we're surrounded by complainers, and we're, we're complainers as well. I mean, you talk to anybody in any kind of leadership, political leadership, church leadership, business leadership, or a customer service, man, we just like to complain. And Jesus calls us to something different. He calls us to be people who are filled with gratitude and thanksgiving, who look at life with awe, not through a negative lens. A couple more reasons why uh, we tend not to do well at this, and that is that we tend to remember negative things more than positive things. And I mean, you can have 10 amazing things happen to you in one day, and then have one crappy thing happen, and it's all you think about. And so we miss some of the good blessings in life. And, and we cannot forget spiritual warfare. Uh, that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and principalities. And, and there is someone out there who is trying to keep you from being thankful. 
Satan is here to kill, steal, and destroy. And if he can rob you of thanksgiving and rob you of your gratitude, I mean, it affects everything in your life. From your health to your joy to what you can do, it just, it, it just pulls you down. And so we need to press in to be thankful people. So our text says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And this can be a difficult text when you're going through pain or difficulty. I mean, how am I to give thanks to God in all circumstances when I'm covered with the cloud of depression? Or I experience deep loneliness? Or the doctor just told me that I have cancer or a loved one has just passed away. I mean, this can be very difficult. And some people around this time get very sad around Thanksgiving because like, what in the world do I have to be thankful for? I mean, how can you be thankful when things are difficult? Uh, Wrongly, some people would say, well, all those bad things, you need to be thankful for those too. Uh, You should be thankful for the cancer. You should be thankful when your car gets stolen. You should be thankful, you know, when your loved one dies. You should be thankful when you hit your thumb with a hammer. You should be thankful for all of those things. Really? Uh, Do we thank God for evil? No, I mean, Satan is the one who kills, steals, and destroys. Uh, God doesn't do those things. We don't thank God for, you know, for cancer. We don't thank God for, you know, rape. I mean, I mean that's, that's silly. I mean, the Bible tells us that the, God is just and good. Uh, Psalm 92 says, the Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. Why would we thank him for evil? I mean, you remember when the Pharisees accused Jesus of working for Beelzebub? Uh, Jesus didn't say, oh, that's great. You know, actually, I'm working for Satan. No, uh, he, he got very upset. Uh, Deuteronomy 32, 4 says, he is the rock. His works are perfect. All his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. Or Luke 11, uh, you fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to good, uh, good, uh, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Uh, we don't thank God for evil. And that's not what this text is saying, by the way. And this is where people make the mistake. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. And we can be thankful even in the most difficult circumstances. Uh, namely, because we know that in the most difficult uh, circumstances that God is present. It does no matter what you're going through, how difficult the situation is, God is present. I mean, the Bible says even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it says that you are with me. Uh, and those painful, difficult moments that God is is with us. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And, and, and if you're going through difficult situations and you can't find anything else to be thankful, be thankful that he is with you and that he understands. I mean, sometimes when you're going through tragedy or trial or hardship, it is hard to find people who understand because a lot of times when you're going through difficulty, people say stupid things that just, you know, don't make you feel good. But God understands. He has been through uh, every temptation. He knows what pain and hardship is like. And secondly, we can be thankful in our circumstances, difficult circumstances, because we know God is at work in our pain and struggles. Romans 5 says, we can rejoice too 
when we run into problems and trials, and again, it doesn't say we should rejoice because of our problems and trials. We should rejoice because of cancer or a car wreck or a death. No, it says because we can be thankful and rejoice because of what God does in and through them. Uh, we can too rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confidence, hope of salvation, that God is not only with you, but He's at work in your pain and difficulties. And so there's always reason to be thankful, that, to have a heart of gratitude, even in those uh, struggles. Uh, we see this with Daniel, Daniel chapter 6. It said that when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, that was that if you pray... To anyone else other than the king, you die, basically. Uh, he had a death threat. And it says this, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. I mean, here he's got a death threat on his life, and he's still thankful. Uh, this is what the God calls us to be, is no matter what is going on, to be, to be thankful. We see Paul, who, uh, when he wrote Philippians, was sitting in prison, chained to a Roman guard. For all he knew, he was ex ex expecting death to come his way. I mean, Paul was beaten and went through all kinds of things, and yet look what he says. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And that was the secret, is Jesus. Uh, knowing Jesus is there, knowing Jesus is with you, knowing Jesus can, can work good out of difficult situations. And, and again, this is what he calls us to be. And the best thing we can do when we're struggling and we have a lack of thankfulness is to realize and I can do all things through Christ. It is Christ who is at the root and the core of our thanksgiving. Now, we need to grow in our gratitude, obviously. Uh, we fall short of what the Bible says and calls us to, to be a gracious people. And again, it starts with Jesus, but there's some other things that I think are helpful. Uh, one researcher said this, that we can be up to 40% happier in our lives without changing our circumstances one bit. A lot of time we tie our gratitude and our thanksgiving to our circumstances. If I just had this different in my life, I could actually be thankful. If God would just fix this and answer this prayer, then I can be thankful. Even secular researchers have found that you can be 40% happier without changing your circumstances. And it says this, one of the key intentional activities is the practice of gratitude. Research shows that consistently grateful people are happier, more energetic, more hopeful, more helpful, more uh, empathetic, more spiritual, more forgiving, less materialistic. They're also less likely to be, to be, to be depressed, anxious, lonely, envious, neurotic, or sick. And I find it's really cool how science and the Bible go hand in hand. The science and the Bible are not at competition to each other. That secular researchers are, are, are showing what the Bible's always said to be true. That we need to be walking in thanksgiving and gratitude. That it actually affects every aspect of your life. And so one thing you can do, which I find is helpful, is if you find yourself not being thankful, is just reset to zero. 
I mean, just picture yourself, and God has given our imagination for a reason. It's not the enemy, but God gives us our imagination to help us in worshiping him and serving him. Just picture yourself having nothing. I mean, you're in a desert. You have not even a clothes. You're not even clothed. You just have zero. And then slowly start adding back the things that you have in your life back into your life. Your job, maybe a friend, a couple of your things, and all of a sudden you, you begin to realize that I actually have a lot to be thankful for. And we are to be thankful even for those small things. I mean, the book of James says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Don't be deceived. Every good in your life is from God. And if you find yourself not being thankful today, just go reset back to zero. And even those things that sometimes we're not thankful for can actually cause us to be thankful. And it's cute. I actually saw this on Facebook the other, uh, see, Facebook can be helpful. <laughs> it says this, I am grateful for uh, early wake-ups because it means I have children to love. I'm grateful for a house to clean because it means I have a safe place to live. I'm thankful for laundry because it means I have clothes to wear. I'm thankful for dirty dishes because it means I have food to eat. I'm thankful for crumbs under the table because it means there's family meals. I'm thankful for shopping to do because there's money to use. I'm thankful for toilets to clean because I have indoor plumbing. I'm thankful for a lot of noise because it means the kids are having fun. I'm thankful for endless questions because it means my kids are learning. Uh, getting into bed sore and tired, I'm thankful for even that because it means I'm still alive. I mean, even these small things we can be really incredibly thankful for. Uh, one thing that will uh, never actually lose my, uh, I just won't forget, is a number of years ago, maybe some of you remember, our denomination sponsored someone from Zimbabwe to come here and to share a bit of his story because, I mean, they're, they just don't have clean water. They just have nothing, and the dollar was, like, inflated. Like, there were trillion or billion-dollar bills, and there was just there was no food where this guy, and he, the, he was one of the most poorest guys they could find, and they brought him over here to help us learn. And you know what he couldn't get over? What, what, what just he struggled with the most was when he would go to one of our toilets and flush it. He was just like, I can't believe you guys flushed this clean water. He couldn't get, and I was like, I've never actually been thankful for the water in my toilet. And, and yet, I mean, all you got to do is reset to zero. I mean, every little thing is a good gift from God, and we can be actually incredibly thankful for. And he was blown away at how blessed we were because we have clean water to flush in our toilets. And yet, how much more do we have? actually to be thankful for. Uh, another good practice is to write down things you're grateful for, especially if you're just kind of feel the cloud of depression hovering over you, just, you're just losing gratitude. It can be such a helpful thing in your walk with Jesus to journal, to write down answers to prayers, to write down what God is doing in your life. Uh, to, 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 I mean, journaling has been a practice that Christians have used over the ages, but especially when it comes to gratitude. Uh, to write things down, and, and again, uh, secular science is showing what the Bible has always said to be true, that this, being thankful, is incredibly helpful. Uh, one researcher said this, people who regularly practice appreciation or gratitude, who, for example, count their blessings once a week over the course 
of 1 to 12 consecutive weeks or pen appreciation letters to people who've been kind and meaningful, become reliably happier and healthier, and remain happier for as long as six months after the experiment is over. And they just had people every, every day or once a week write down things they were grateful for, and these people ended up being way more happy and healthy. I mean, again, this is why God says we need to be grateful. We need to be thankful because God doesn't just care about your spiritual life. He, he cares about every aspect, emotional, spiritual, uh, just, just your health as well. And number three, we can express gratitude to others. Uh, it's not just about loving Jesus. It's about loving people. Uh, Romans 12 says to be devoted to one another with mutual love, showing eagerness in honoring one another. Uh, Paul in, in 1 Corinthians says, I always thank God for you. And he's talking to a church. We had lots of reasons not to be thankful for. I mean, the Corinthian church was a mess. And he still says, you know, I'm thankful for you. And there may be people in your life right now, you just think they're a mess, or my wife or husband's a mess, or my kids are a mess. Find things to be thankful for. Uh, and this, again, uh, directly affects you. And again, it's cool how science and the Bible are kind of work well. Well, I'm going to show you one more clip here of a science uh, experiment they've, they've done just to show how important it is to be thankful to the people around you.
to walk away with. What does that mean? That means if you're having a particularly tough time trying this out, you're more likely to have a greater impact on it. Trust me. You're going to laugh at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And this is what Jesus calls us to be. It's not people who don't just love uh, Jesus, but love each other. And uh, maybe you can express uh, appreciation to someone today. Maybe if you go have your Thanksgiving dinner uh, later tonight or uh, tomorrow to uh, spend some time thanking uh, somebody. It will make you happier. And um, that's what he calls us to do. And one last thing here. Just uh, Jesus. How do we go gratitude? Jesus. Uh, he is the most amazing gift that has ever been given. As Paul says, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. That even when everything else in life is looking down, we can be thankful for Jesus. For in him we have grace. In him we have forgiveness. In him we have the presence of God. In him we have a hope for all eternity. In him we have the power of the Holy Spirit and all those wonderful things. In him we know what this universe is about. We have purpose. We have identity. Uh, we have a God and a Lord who is bigger and stronger than anything we can face. And there's a lot to be thankful in that. Let's stand as we close our service in prayer. Father, we have so much to be uh, thankful for, and you are the giver of uh, every good and perfect gift. And God, we honor you, we thank you, God, for even the water in our toilets. God, we thank you for friends, we thank you for family, we thank you for this church. Uh, God, we thank you for uh, walking with us. Uh, and God, we even uh, thank you in the trials and the hardships of life because you are with us. God, I thank you that no matter what any of us are going through today, that because of your son Jesus, you're with us. And God, that you are working in those situations. Know how painful and how difficult they are. God, that you are at work. That you're not a God who is standoffish. That you are a God who works even in our trials. So we honor you. We thank you. So God, may you infuse thanksgiving in us. God, may you cause us to be, uh, to be filled with thanksgiving for you and for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you. Have an awesome Thanksgiving.